Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy, never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to the sports fans. It is the MKT show. I am in George. Not that UK, but I'm in George. You know? I'm on a young holiday before I head off to the Otter African Trail. Just the Otter. No one needs to call it the full name. This is not a corporate drive for it. I don't have to say the full name. But, George, what a place, what a pleck, what a pleck. If you're going to gonna take your Betty on holiday, take it to George. Flippin' magnificent. Anyway, what am I talking about today? Tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. And um, should Man United sack Eric Ten Hag? Ten Hag. Eight Hag, nine Hag, Ten Hag. That's what we're talking about on the show today. That is what we're talking about on the show today. All right, let's get into it. Um, I've just watched the Chelsea game, so it's quite late recording this show. Pretty late in the evening, you know what I mean? But you got to get it done. you got to get it done. Uh, Springboks played yesterday. I mean, we might as well get straight into it. I hate the fact that everyone says Pollard is just a better kicker than Libok. He's not. He's a better rugby player. Like, just say it correctly. He's clearly a better rugby player than Libok. So, I, I don't know why people are so obsessed with the kicking. That's not the thing. The, the, the kicking is not the thing. It's he's a better rugby player overall. Better in with ball in hand, more clinical, makes better decisions, better tactical kicker, better place kicker. I mean, the the, the place kicking thing is like fourth or fifth, right? Pollard's decision making is way better. So let's get over that. Like I wanted to address that. He's a better rugby player than bloody Billy Bock, who, who's who's a delightful rugby player himself, but not at the international level. I probably sound like a Lee Bock hater, but he's just not an international fly-off. I'm sorry. Don't care about no-look bloody kicks. Do your job, mate. And the thing is, the nice thing about Pollard's style of play, you can bank on it. If everything's not working, at least he's technically sound with the tactical kicking, obviously the brilliant accuracy for the up and under, and then he's a terrific goal kicker. But he's also a great defensive player. 
So stop saying it's because Pollard's a better kicker. Bloody ridiculous. Bloody ridiculous. Tonga, good, eh? Tonga, good. Gave uh, gave the box a run for their money. Be interesting if Scotland beat Ireland here. Not sure what's going to happen there. I think Ireland are too good. Too good physically. Well coached. Confident. You know, all, all the things you got to be. All of them, thanks. That you got to be. So I just wanted to address that one. And then I just want to talk about George. I want to talk about George. I've been George. George is in a person. It's a place in South Africa. Um, incredible. I've been here for four days now, visiting a friend of mine's parents. They live in a in an incredible estate in George. You know, like I'm not a baller. You know, but these particular people have worked their bloody tails off. If you're Afrikaans, as most people are in George, say they've worked their hat off. And they're not one of those people who started off with money, inherited it, you know. The father in particular basically kicked out of home at 14, I think. And had to work his hat off and now bought an unbelievable house on an estate in George. Bloody hell, right across the road from Fancourt. Incredible human beings. It's been great to be here. Got one more day. Get up in the morning tomorrow. It's about eleven o'clock as I'm recording this. Go for a run tomorrow morning. Went for a run this morning. Um, I I hit sort of golden hour, six thirty in the morning, running towards the mountain. Oh, it looked like a movie set. It looked like a movie set. It was insane. So if you're from George, you should be very proud of what's going on down here. So clean, so efficient. Like every, it looks like a European city with a mountain. It's it's unbelievable. The, I I haven't run into a place yet in the whole of George, and I've driven around the whole city. I mean, it's the size of a two rand coin. It's not like I've driven the length of America. The way, the way I made it sound there, it's like, oh, I've driven the whole city, somebody give me an endurance award. Oh, it's like 10 minutes and you've driven the whole of George. But it's so clean. It's like, oh, this is what happens when people try. Anyway, point is, I said it earlier, if you're a dude, or if you're a lady, I mean, it's 2023, you want to bring your guy on holiday, bring them to George, because... It's not that far to get to an incredible beach. We, we went for a beach walk yesterday. Um, wilderness is half an hour from here. So you fly to George, go to Wilderness, and Wilderness is hysterical. Hysterical. I mean, I've been to beaches in Europe where some of them you've got to pay, but I've been to beaches in Europe that they think is like the creme de la creme. They are absolutely rubbish. That beach was way better than any like blue flag beaches or whatever they rate them. I've been to Europe with those annoying stones and the rubbish sand. This beach we went to yesterday is like bottom of the rung in South Africa. 
And it was unbelievable. It was like being on a movie set. So come to George. They're not paying me, but flipping out. Flipping out. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I've had a great time. Um, tomorrow's my last day here. Went and bought some biltong as well, you know. I mean, th- this is a sports show, but i got to take you on my travels. Bought some biltong in the middle of George, York Street. It's the only street to be on, from what I've been told. And then my boy Zane, he's opened up a place called Trail Kiosk, which is incredible if you've got kids. If you've got kids and you come to George, take them to the Trail Kiosk. Don't be a loser. They can go and play, do backflips. There's a pump track. Um, and that's not sexual, by the way. A pump track's one of those bicycle tracks for kids. You know, you've got to pump your arms to get the bike to go over the little bumps. It's called a pump track. Don't be gross. Anyway, it's incredible. There's a zip line. And then if you're a parent, you can work and eat at the table while you're on holiday in George. Had an incredible time. So yeah, tomorrow's my last day. Could be fun. All right, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Um, I think it'll be a bit shorter today because part of being on holiday is I'm in someone's house at 11 o'clock. You can probably hear me doing my NPR voice, but there's children sleeping upstairs, you know? Because the daughter of the people I'm with is here with her kids so you know Oaks are jawling during the day but they got a dose you know what I mean the kids have got a dose but everyone said no don't worry about it just record the podcast I think they're just being polite because they can probably hear me I mean it's a massive house but yeah I think they're just being polite like oh no we don't mind it's fine, no one can hear you. They can probably hear me, but they're just going to be polite. It's one more day. <laughs> it's one more day. Come to George. It's flipping lack out here. Um, a bit old. The people here are old, but I, I do know a few young people moving down here. Um, a certain bank in Santon that uh, specializes in having, let's call their team building camps. There's sexual activity. Let's call it what it is. Everyone knows the bank I'm talking about. Their their team buildings are, are well known for basically their staff shenanigating with one another. You know the bank I'm talking about. There's a zebra involved. I'm just saying. I, listen, I don't know anyone there, so I can't be incriminated. But I've heard the stories. Philandery. Philander FC Bank with a zebra I haven't said the name I have not Said the name But they're opening an office here So I, I do know a few young people moving down here I get it Being here long enough If if I was You know what I think M- Maybe if I had A girlfriend or a wife I'd move down here because if you're still trying to find a wife like the kinds of young people that are here are not very dynamic and then 
the other young people are married you know and there's a lot of like yoga teachers and spiritual people down here i would imagine i don't know i'm judging without knowing but it wouldn't be for me so i think you can move here if you've got a wife already you can't come to george to look for a wife if you're young you know and and like if you're from a big city you're not going to find anybody here i don't think where it'll work because this is in the movie you know or like the the hometown hero comes home and saves and then the pretty doctor has moved back to george and they meet like no doctors are living in johannesburg and cape town or london you know like you're not going to come and meet a 26 year old dynamic person in george or a friend of mine has a term for it um the nearly wed or the nearly dead i think so young about to get married or retirement it's not a downside but the quality of life here man man oh man all right let's get in the show i start off with where i was right where i was wrong so if it's your first time listening to podcast um what i do here i make big calls you know what i mean make big calls and then because people are saying is he the south african jesus christ is he the closer truth say of all time in you know sort of an abraham sense you know is he biblical in his ability to hold himself accountable i say please guys i put my pants on one at one leg at a time just like you do you know am i the greatest man to ever live possibly am i going to say that absolutely not i'm far too humble to even broach that however i'm willing to tell you where i was right and where i was wrong most people just want to tell you where they're right all right let's get into it where i was right um var is a people problem i've always said this it's not the technology a friend of mine always says the technology is only as smart as the user your smartphone is only as smart as your ability with it and give me this VAR, what a shambles. The, the Tottenham Liverpool thing it is not a shock. It's just, it's where it's gone in a big game with mistakes of that level having been made before. I'm not shocked that they've made this mistake. The checks and balances for VAR, only they know that. No matter the system, no matter how high you are in life, you've got to have people hold you accountable in life. And nobody holds these guys accountable besides Howard Webb. It's a closed system. That's crazy. We don't know what the delivery metric is. Why can't we hear it? Why? How do clubs, and I think Liverpool have taken a positive step here, of how do we know what accountability looks like? Because I'm afraid sorry isn't good enough. Because what are you sorry for? We don't, we don't even know what the conversation was how you didn't give the goal and then you just keep saying sorry you can't keep saying sorry and it's fine if you cheat on your wife six times you keep saying sorry eventually it's one of two things you're sorry for what you did or you're sorry you got caught and if if you're sorry for what you did you should have stopped the second time third time not six times it's disgusting var people problem not a technology problem 
where I was wrong, Angeball and Spurs mean business. They mean business. Because in all of that turmoil, in all of what happened for Liverpool, Spurs kept going, kept their head down, and well, you saw what happened. I was wrong, Spurs, Ange, in the mix. Where I was right, Jaden Sancho is such a loser. He's such a loser player. Why hasn't he apologized? You, you know, Manchester United only comes around once. He, he screwed it up at Dortmund. He screwed up at Man United now. Now he becomes an Aston Villa player. Because his next thing, I've seen his career path before. Then he goes West Ham. By 2018, he's out of the league. He's playing championship football. And he's the mandem on Sky Sports or a, or a podcast in five, six years time. Talking about how he wasn't supported. Some people are losers. I've displayed loser behavior before, so I know what a loser looks like. Jaden Sancho is a loser. I don't care about talent. That is loser behavior. What a loser player. And he's been that since Dortmund. He broke the rules in lockdown. Because I know for young people and edgy people, it's so cool to break the rules. If you want to be a top-class footballer, you've got to be a robot. It's part of the ability to not have an ego and do what you must. Jaden Sancho, what a loser. Just apologize and you're back playing in the greatest league in the world. I was dead right. Where I was wrong, Liverpool have rebuilt and they can win. Don't, don't let the Spurs result fool you. They can win. That is a, That team is humming. If they get a proper number six before the end of the season, because I don't think Endo is it, and I don't think McAllister should be playing in the six. He's not physical enough. But Liverpool already, they've rebuilt Jürgen. Incredible job. One window, turned it around. Plus, he gets to bed them in in the Europa League season, which I think takes the pressure off. Uh, terrific by Liverpool, terrific by Jürgen. And man, oh man, if, if Liverpool could just replace Van Dijk, because he's, he's washed. If they could just get another proper centre-back, because Konate is proper. And Matip's a joke. Yeah, I, I think he's done. But my God, I was wrong. Liverpool have rebuilt and can win the league this season. Where I was right, the World Cup of Rugby is too big. I've heard for calls to expand it. I said, have eight teams. Have nine teams max. Get rid of Argentina. Get rid of all these rubbishes have the three Tri-Nations teams and get rid of Italy. I would have 10 teams max. Max. 10 teams at the absolute most. I don't want to see Cinderella stories. I, I, like, I just, I don't care about Fiji possibly qualifying for the quarterfinals every fourth World Cup. Who cares? Oh my God. Th this is not high school. And you saw it against Italy, against New Zealand. That's embarrassing. That's like a top five team versus the 15th team and they lost 96-70. Embarrassing. Bad for rugby. Bad for everyone. We want to watch elite. It, it, it's not funny to watch the results like this. Who cares about Portugal? No one. Ridiculous. I was right. Rugby World Cup, far too big. And lastly, where I was wrong, Angeball works. Not only are they winning, but it works. It's functionally 
brilliant. It's not just gung ho. It's terrific. It's tactical. It's rigid. It's compressed. And listen, the, the movement and the patterns are fantastic. I thought, listen, it's not Scotland. Can't do that. And he says, oh, I might. We can do it, mate. Inch post cogly, mate. Spurs, mate. Ange ball, mate. Gotta do it. Australia. Eddie Jones can't do it, mate. Oh, I can. Oh, I can. Greek Australia, mate. Ange ball, mate. High velocity, mate. Seriously, good stuff. I was wrong. I, I didn't think Ange ball would translate from that rubbish league in Scotland to the greatest league in the world. That is where I was wrong. That is where I was right. MKT Inspires. MKT at the MKT Show is the email. If you want to slide in the DMs, have your question read on the podcast. MKT Inspires on all platforms. All right, let let, let me quickly rattle through Man United, right? And whether they should sack Ten Hag. Um, (laughs) It's an interesting one. Alright, Man United lost 1-0 at home to Crystal Palace. They Man United had 77% possession, 10 corners to 4, 19 shots for Man United, 8 to Crystal Palace. They lost 1-0. It is now officially the worst start Man United have had in Premier League history. Keep in mind, the Premier League started in 1992. Played 7, won 3, Lost four, nine points. It's the worst top flight start for Man United since 1990. They had seven points in seven games. Here's the thing about Man United. Before I get into it. You know, one thing I'm quite proud of myself for in life is I've always been a little bit arrogant thought I was a little bit better than I actually am but I've never changed my brand I've always been brash I've always been in your face I've always been up front I've always been like this you can ask my family you can ask people who've known me my whole life I've never changed I've always thought I was better than I probably am like realistically it's got me a lot of places and, and into a lot of trouble but but I've always been this Prickly, done it my own way. I get it from my father slightly. But what that means for me is I'm very much off-put. Right? I'm really off-put in life with adults who have an identity crisis. Because I'm not saying you should like me. But I've got a very strong sense of what I am. I don't have an identity crisis. I'm a very confident person. Some might say brash. And I'm in your face. I'm, I'm going to let you know what I think. And I want to hear what you think. And I want to hear if you've thought about what you... Like if I'm 37. If you haven't thought about your life at 37. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. Because I'm not. I fall short in many things. But I'm, I'm not scared to have an opinion. I hate people who have an identity crisis. And by hate, I don't mean I hate you as a person... I hate that you, you allow, you've allowed your life to get there. Like, why do you have an identity crisis after 25? What are we doing? Because, listen, if you want to be a ladies' man, 
be a ladies' man. Don't flip flop and pretend you're a Christian. It's it's very off-putting, and we can see it, by the way. You know, if you're a parent, you can't be drunk every weekend. Choose to be a parent, or stick to partying. It's off-putting for people for you to be to be not who you say you're. Not do what you say you're gonna do. Right? Identity crisis very off-putting. There's a formula in general for success: competence plus immaculate vibes. Right? If if you can gather competent people, create immaculate vibes around them, because competent people figure out all the boring stuff: systems, financials, procurement. Uh, you know, alleviating theft by creating systems. Uh, don't worry about that. That's by competent. I mean, let's just presume competent people will take care of the boring nuts and bolts. And then the interesting part: rarely leaders get it right. They create immaculate vibes. Equal success. Man United right now are a fifty-year-old man who's wearing Ed Hardy shoes and shirts identity crisis because they want to be treated like a big club but they run like a mid-table club I'm sorry like you cannot have Marcus Rashford as your star player and then have high demands of the rest of the squad of the clubs and think the fans can't see it people are saying why are people turning on Marcus Rashford he's the highest paid player at the club and I've always said in the corporate world there's a language. It's called remuneration. And what they're saying is when we pay you the most, we expect the most from you. Marcus Rashford is no better now than when he was 18 years old. It makes no sense to me. His only thing is cut inside and shoot. That is his only trait. Are you kidding me? You, when you've got demands and Marcus Rashford is the gold standard... By the way, Marcus Rashford is rubbish, I'm sorry. By top six standards, he's rubbish. He doesn't get any of the top six sides. By elite standards, he's rubbish. He's absolutely tosh. Seriously, Marcus Rashford doesn't get in the Brighton side. He's a top ten player, maybe. Maybe. Maybe gets... The problem with Marcus Rashford being your star player is you can't have demands of the rest of your team when your star player is performing like that. And Marcus Rashford's been this exact player for six, seven years. So if that's the gold standard, come on, guys. You can't call yourself an elite club. The vibes are not immaculate because Eric Ten Hag has elite pressure with rubbish players. And here's the thing about every ecosystem archetype, right? You can't have employees that are more ambitious than the management. Because I've heard this great term before. Employees join, right? They join for the company. They leave the management. So you can't have employees that are more ambitious than the management. Eric Ten Hag is more demanding than the ownership at Man United. That's not immaculate vibes. That's headed for trouble. 
that's headed for trouble. How can that work? There has to be order. There's a reason the CEO gets more money than the manager. You can't, you cannot have Eric Turnhug manage managing upwards, sideways, downwards. And and listen, in life you do need to be like that, but you need the ecosystem to allow you to do your job. It's complicated enough just to manage Jaden Sancho and that bunch of losers. But now you've got to go manage off the field, on the field. The PR is bad. You, you're having to answer questions constantly about operational sides of the business, which Eric Ten Hag has no idea about. Professional coaches hate distractions because it's difficult enough at this level to just coach players. You know, the vibes are not immaculate at Man United. Because we all know this. We all know the one guy who had a breakup and just never got over it. Man United had a terrible breakup. Alex Ferguson, and they've never recovered. First they try to replace, you you know, that first girlfriend you always try and replace with the one exactly like her, but then it's like... Man, she's not exactly like her. She doesn't know, you know, she doesn't know how I like my chicken grilled. You know, her friends aren't exactly the same. She won't let me watch football. Her family's not exactly the same. I mean, they're both doctors, but she's not. She doesn't laugh at my jokes. Like, we, we always all do that. So they try to even replace him with a copy-paste, just a younger version. Turns out David Moyes isn't quite Alex Ferguson. Shocker, who knew? And Man United have not. I've always told people, there is no Man United way. It was the Fergie way. Look at Man United over the last 80 years without Alex Ferguson. I'm not going to tell you. Go and look it up. Man United have been a mediocre club outside of Alex Ferguson over the last 80 years. I'm not saying that as a hater. I'm telling you to stop saying the United way. You must say the Fergie way. Man United were a rude interruption to the order of English football. They weren't the winners. People make Man United seem like they've been winning forever. It's not true. Under Alex Ferguson, in 27 years, they won 13 titles. That's 13 of 20 in their history. <laughs> so, in 27 years, 13 of 20 titles were won. In the history of their club, they've got 20. That's 7 in the, in the rest. So you must say the, the Fergie way, not the United way say it correctly he's won two of their three champions leagues get over him he's gone and he's not coming back and you can't replace him here's the real truth guys if you're a Man United fan you cannot fire Eric Ten Hag because he's doing everything that you need he's setting standards He's setting standards because at the moment nothing is elite about Manchester United and most concerning for your United fan, 
the players are not elite. I can't believe in 2023, I'm going to say this, and nobody can argue with me. There is not a single world-class player in the Manchester United team. And I know Man United people say, what about Luke Shaw? Because he's the closest. Well, I say, the greatest ability in the world is availability. He's never available. So I can't call you world-class if you're not available. I'm not going to hear, yeah, but if he if he played, he would be... Listen, if I was 6'3", a good actor, and could DJ, I'd be Idris Elba. Like, that's not how it works. You are what you are. And the most... The most important ability in life is availability. Luke Shaw is never available. How can you call him world class? Because that is an ability, by the way. Health is an ability. It is an ability. You have to be there. Without that, we're not talking about anything. It's all hypothetical. And you can't be hypothetically world class. It doesn't. Life doesn't work like that. You can't. You can't be hypothetically a good boyfriend. Like. You're either a good boyfriend or you're not. But for me to be saying there isn't a single world-class player in that squad should disgust Man United fans. But should worry you even more because I'm right. You can't fire the manager. He's not the problem. He, In fact, if anything, Eric Ten Hag is the only one interested in Man United being world-class right now. He's only one showing you. Whatever happened with Ronaldo, that's the... You remember, with Fergie, that's what you praised him for. Say, United are more important than Ronaldo, more important than Sancho. And I, I don't know why he can't drop Rashford, by the way. I'm sorry, Marcus Rashford. <laughs> what is it about this guy? Marcus Rashford is awful. Cut inside and shoot, never crosses. And now you've got Hoyland, by the way, so you should be crossing. Hoyland's movement is terrific. He's big. He'll hold it up. And the thing about Marcus Rashford is he doesn't even cut inside and play. The, you, you, you know where he plays is to the feet of the striker and the, and the striker kind of holds it up and gives it back to him. Rashford doesn't have that in his locker. All Rashford is doing is cutting inside and shooting. I don't get the fascination with Marcus Rashford. They treat him like Cristiano Ronaldo when he's Marcus Rashford. Like, if you said to me, Marcus Rashford plays for Wolves, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't believe it. Because he, he's... I'll let you decide. I'll leave you on this. Honestly speaking, if you had to pick between Marcus Rashford and Pedro Neto of Wolves. Who would you pick? Because I, I, I don't want to be sensationalist. I think it's closer than people, Man United fans would acknowledge. I love Pedro Neto. And I can see what Neto is doing. And he's got some variety to his game. Goes wide or cross it, cut inside, shoot, cut inside, pass, cut inside, cross. And there's also a level of technical control to Pedro Neto's game. 
Marcus Rashford just feels like everything has to happen at 100 miles an hour and it's all cut inside and shoot and knock it forward and run. What else is he doing? He's not linking play. He's not cutting inside. He's not joining the midfield. He's not dropping back. Cristiano Ronaldo didn't have to drop back. But Cristiano Ronaldo gave me 32 goals from right wing. In fact, from right midfield. Because Fergie actually wouldn't tolerate you not dropping. Wayne Rooney was giving you 15-10 seasons. Consistently. From the number 10 position. From out wide. So let's not compare Marcus Rashford to the greats. It's incredible. You cannot fire Eric Ten Hag. He is the one person trying to build a system of accountability. Which is the bedrock of achievements in life. And Man United are nowhere near it. You fire him, you lose the one person who's trying to set standards. Get rid of Sancho. Get rid of Rashford. I don't get it. Ten Hag's going to make mistakes. But you know what? He's trying to be world class and build world class systems. You can see it. Arteta did it. Pep did it. Jurgen did it. You've got to give him four or five years. You can't keep firing managers. Becoming a laughing stock. Because the problem for Man United, I'll finish off on this. You can keep firing managers. But Chelsea are coming back. Aston Villa aren't standing still. Newcastle are here now. Man City are Man City. Liverpool are Liverpool now. You're already behind. If you fire him, you go another five years behind. Because Man United right now are five years behind Chelsea, five years behind Arsenal, five years behind Liverpool, five years behind Newcastle, five years behind Man City. You will not win a title at least for the next five years, even if things go well for Man United. Back the manager. You've tried. You've tried over the last six, seven years to hand it to the players and allow the players to get the manager fired. It's time now. Settle down, be grown-ups, and let Eric Ten Hag do his thing. Love to know what you think. At MKT Inspires. Can Man United save this season? What would be success for Man United? If you're a Man United fan. Can they still be successful from here? What would constitute success in 2024? In May. Love to know what you think. Um, I am off to the Otter African Trail, Ron, in Titikama. We will be in Nature's Valley. Going to be unbelievable this year. Going to be unbelievable. Following that, I'm in Cape Town. So my next podcast will be recorded on Sunday. I'll be in Cape Town. And then Cape Town Marathon next week. And then the week after that, we are in Gay Paris. World Cup rugby semi-final i'll keep knocking out the podcast wherever i am um appreciate everyone for the support and by the way the reason the podcast has only come out on tuesday although it doesn't matter when you're listening to this because you know you are where you are it's because there was a monday night fixture chelsea were playing if something happened i wanted to talk about it chelsea won obviously but if there's a big monday night fixture i'll I'll delay the podcast like what are we doing here what are we're doing it. If you've got time, 
right, please do give the podcast a rating. Give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to the podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you have the greatest time of your lives. I'm going to enjoy George tomorrow. I'm going to go for a run tomorrow morning at some stage. Not sure I'm going to get up at five. Um, but at some stage tomorrow I will go for a run. Might sleep in a little. Probably not. I'm not very good at sleeping in. And it is beautiful out here. So I might try and get out in the morning just to get that view. And around 6 a.m. Wherever you are. I hope um, as you move into October. Whatever goals you've set. So got to what? Three months? I mean. I do like. You know what? I do like motivational stuff. Like I, I'm a stop. I'm a stop pretending like I don't like to do motivational stuff because I listen to a lot of motivational stuff. So I want to put some immaculate vibes. Unlike Man United out there, I'll always try and put some immaculate vibes out with the pod. Whatever you've got planned, it may be, you know, something something as cool as maybe you're going to propose to your boyfriend or girlfriend for the rest of the year. Maybe you're planning a life with someone new. Maybe you're. You know, you've applied for a big job and uh, that's coming out in the next two months. Um, maybe you're thinking about applying for a new job. Maybe you're thinking about immigrating. Maybe you're thinking, you know, making a big step. You know, buying your mother a car, buying your father a car, uh, whatever it may be, you know. And it's going to take a bit of discipline. It's October now. But you want to try and get that bonus this year. Hope you can smash it. Hope you can keep your head down. Um do what you got to do because uh, I've got some awesome people who listen to this podcast so you know got some extremely high level people who listen to the pod which is crazy to me I'm just some moron who talks into a mic so I appreciate all of you um, and I hope you can achieve your goals whatever it, whatever it takes for the rest of this year it could be fitness could be as I said personal you know maybe listen could be something as simple as you really like a girl you haven't mustered up the confidence yet, but it's October. You still got, I mean, if it gets to the end of November and you haven't, like, sorry, you're, you're out the game. You know, it's it's summertime now. Some guy who's going to get his bonus in November is already taking her to Dubai. Sorry to break it to you, but if you if you can work up the muster up the confidence by the end of October, you're in the game. Whatever it may be, honestly, give it a proper go. Um, I hope you have the greatest time of your lives for the next three months. You can still smash your goals for the rest of the month. There's still what? Where are we? October, November, December. Still three months um, to smash out your goals. Um, and yeah, do your thing, man. Do your thing. Give it a give it a proper, as we say in South Africa, give it a tonke. Give it a tonke. Give it a proper go. Um, we only go around once. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell.